Section 105 of Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 5, Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 105. A Glimpse of Columbus in Spain, 1492. By James Fenimore Cooper. Dost see that man, Lewis? demanded the friar, still gazing in a fixed direction, though he made no gesture to indicate to which particular individual of the many who were passing in all directions he especially alluded. By my veracity, I see a thousand, father, though not one to fasten the eye as if he were fresh from paradise. Would it be exceeding discretion to ask who or what hath us riveted thy gaze? Dost see yonder person of high and commanding stature, and in whom gravity and dignity are so singularly mingled with an air of poverty? Or if not absolute poverty, for he is better clad, and seemingly in more prosperity now than I remember ever to have seen him, still evidently not of the rich and noble while his bearing and carriage would seem to bespeak him at least a monarch? I think I now perceive him, thou meanest, father, a man of very grave and reverend appearance, though of simple deportment. I see nothing extravagant or ill-placed, either in his attire or in his bearing. I mean not that, but there is a loftiness in his dignified countenance that one is not accustomed to meet in those who are unused to power. To me he hath the air and dress of a superior navigator or pilot, of a man accustomed to the seas. Ay, he hath sundry symbols about him that bespeak such a pursuit. Thou art right, Don Lewis, for such is his calling. He cometh of Genoa, and his name is Cristoval Colon, or, as they term it in Italy, Cristoforo Colombo. I remember to have heard of an admiral of that name, who did good service in the wars of the south, and who formerly led a fleet into the far east. This is not he, but one of humbler habits, though possibly of the same blood, seeing that both are derived from the identical place. This is no admiral, though he would fain become one, aye, even a king. The man is then either of a weak mind or of a light ambition? He is neither. In mind he hath outdone many of our most learned churchmen, and it is due to his piety to say that a more devout Christian doth not exist in Spain. It is plain, son, that thou hast been much abroad, and little at court, or thou wouldst have known the history of this extraordinary being at the mention of his name, which has been the source of merriment for the frivolous and gay this many a year, and which has thrown the thoughtful and prudent into more doubts than many a fierce and baneful heresy. Thou stirrest my curiosity, father, by such language. Who and what is this man? An enigma, that neither prayers to the Virgin, the learning of the cloisters, nor a zealous wish to reach the truth hath enabled me to read. Come hither, Lewis, to this bit of rock, where we can be seated, and I will relate to thee the opinions that render this being so extraordinary. 
thou must know son it is now seven years since this man first appeared among us he sought employment as a discoverer pretending that by steering out into the ocean on a western course for a great and unheard-of distance he could reach the farther indies with the rich island of Sipango and the kingdom of Cathay, of which one Marco Polo hath left us some most extraordinary legends. By St. James of blessed memory, the man must be short of his wits, interrupted Don Louis, laughing. In what way could this thing be, unless the earth were round, the Indies lying east and not west of us? That hath been often objected to his notions, but the man hath ready answers to much weightier arguments. What weightier than this can be found? Our own eyes tell us that the earth is flat. Therein he differeth from most men. And to own the truth, son Louis, not without some show of reason. He is a navigator, as thou wilt understand, and he replies that, on the ocean, when a ship is seen from afar, her upper sails are first perceived and that as she draweth nearer her lower sails, and finally her hull cometh into view. But thou hast been oversea, and may have observed something of this. Truly I have, father, while mounting the English sea, we met a gallant cruiser of the king's, and, as thou saidst, we first perceive her upper sail, a white speck upon the water, then followed sail after sail until we came nigh, and saw her gigantic hull, with a very goodly show of bombards and cannon, some twenty in all then thou agreest with this colon and thinkest the earth round by st george of england not i i have seen too much of the world to traduce its fair surface in so heedless a manner england france burgundy germany and all those distant countries of the north are just as level and flat as our own castile why then didst thou see the upper sails of the englishman first why father why because they were first visible yes because they came first into view do the english put the largest of their sails uppermost on the mast they would be fools if they did though no great navigators our neighbors the portuguese and the people of genoa exceeding all others in the craft though no great navigators the english are not so surprisingly stupid Thou wilt remember the force of the winds, and understand that the larger the sail, the lower should be its position. Then how happened it that thou sawest the smaller object before the larger? Truly, excellent Fray Pedro, thou hast not conversed with this Cristoforo for nothing. A question is not a reason. Socrates was fond of questions, my son, but he expected answers. Peste, as they say in the court of King Louis, I am not Socrates, my good father, but thy old pupil and kinsman, Louis de Bobadilla, the truant nephew of the queen's favorite, the Marchioness of Moya, and as well-born a cavalier as there is in Spain, though somewhat given to roving if my enemies are to be believed. Neither thy pedigree, thy character, nor thy vagaries need be given to me, Don Louis de Bobadilla since i have known thee in thy career from childhood thou hast one merit that none will deny thee and that is a respect for truth and never hast thou more completely vindicated thy character in this particular than when thou saidst thou wert not socrates <laughs> 
the worthy friar's good-natured smile as he made this sally took off some of its edge and the young man laughed as if too conscious of his own youthful follies to resent what he heard but dear fray pedro lay aside thy government for once and stoop to a rational discourse with me on this extraordinary subject thou surely wilt not pretend that the earth is round i do not go as far as some on this point lewis for i see difficulties with holy writ by the admission still this matter of the sails much puzzleth me and i have often felt a desire to go from one port to another by sea in order to witness it were it not for the exceeding nausea that i ever felt in a boat i might attempt the experiment that would be a worthy consummation of all thy wisdom exclaimed the young man laughing fay pedro de carrascal turned rover like his old pupil and that too a stride of agri but set thy heart at rest my honoured kinsman and excellent instructor for i can save thee the trouble and all my journeyings by sea and by land and thou knowest that for my years they have been many i have ever found the earth flat and the ocean the flattest portion of it always excepting a few turbulent and uneasy waves no doubt it seemeth so to the eye but this colon who hath voyaged far more than thou thinketh otherwise he contendeth that the earth is a sphere and that by sailing west he can reach points that have been already attained by journeying east by san lorenzo but the idea is a bold one doth the man really propose to venture out into the broad atlantic and even to cross it to some distant and unknown land that is his very idea and for seven weary years hath he solicited the court to furnish him with the means nay so i hear he hath passed much more time other seven years perhaps in urging his suit in different lands if the earth be round continued don lewis with amusing air what preventeth all the water from flowing to the lower parts of it how is it we have any seas at all and if as thou hast hinted he deemeth the indies on the other side how is it that their people stand erect it cannot be done without placing the feet uppermost that difficulty hath been presented to colin but he treateth it lightly indeed most of our churchmen are getting to believe that there is no up or down except as it relateth to the surface of the earth so that no great obstacle existeth in that point thou wouldst not have me understand father that a man can walk on his head and that too with the noble member in the air by san francisco the men of cathay must have talons like a cat or they would be falling quickly whither lewis whither fay pedro to tophet or the bottomless pit it can never be that men walk on their heads heels uppermost with no better foundation than the atmosphere the caravels too must sail on their masts and that would be rare navigation what would prevent the sea from tumbling out of its bed and falling on the devil's fires and extinguishing them son lewis interrupted the monk gravely thy lightness of speech is carried too far but if thou so much deridest the opinion of this colon what are thine own notions of the formation of this earth that god hath so honoured with his spirit and his presence that it is as flat as the buckler of the moor i slew in the last sortie 
which is as flat as steel can hammer iron dost thou think it hath limits that do i and please heaven and donna mercedes de vavadera i will see them before i die then thou fanciest there is an edge or precipice at the four sides of the world which men may reach and where they can stand and look off as from an exceedingly high platform the picture doth not lose father for the touch of thy pencil i have never bethought me of this before and yet some such spot there must be one would think by san fernando himself that would be a place to try the mettle of even don alonzo de Oeda, who might stand on the margin of the earth put his foot on a cloud and cast an orange to the moon thou hadst bethought thee little of anything serious i fear lewis but to me this opinion and this project of colon are not without merit i see but two serious objections to them one of which is the difficulty connected with holy writ and the other the vast and incomprehensible nay useless extent of the ocean that must necessarily separate us from cathay else should we long since have heard from that quarter of the world do the learned favour the man's notion the matter hath been seriously argued before a council held at salamanca where men were much divided upon it one serious obstacle is the apprehension that should the world prove to be round and should a ship even succeed in getting to cathay by the west there would be great difficulty in her ever returning since there must be in some manner an ascent and a descent i must say that most men deride this colon and i fear he will never reach his island of sipango as he doth not seem in the way even to set forth on the journey i marvel that he should now be here it having been said he had taken his final departure for portugal dost thou say father that the man has been long in spain demanded don luis gravely with his eye riveted on the dignified form of columbus who stood calmly regarding the gorgeous spectacle of the triumph at no great distance from the rock where the two had taken their seats seven weary years hath he been soliciting the rich and the great to furnish him with the means of undertaking his favourite voyage hath he the gold to prefer so long a suit by his appearance i should think him poor nay i know that he hath toiled for bread at the occupation of a map-maker one hour he hath passed in arguing with philosophers and in soliciting princes while the next hath been occupied in labouring for the food that he hath taken for sustenance thy description father hath whetted curiosity to so keen an edge that i would fain speak with this colon i see he remaineth yonder in the crowd and i will go and tell him that i too am somewhat of a navigator and will extract from him a few of his peculiar ideas and in what manner wilt thou open the acquaintance son by telling him that i am don luis de babadilla the nephew of the donna beatrice of moya and a noble of one of the best houses of castile and this thou thinkest will suffice for thy purpose luis returned the friar smiling no no my son this may do with most map-sellers but it will not affect thy wishes with yonder cristoval colon that man is so filled with the vastness of his purposes 
is so much raised up with the magnitude of the results that his mind intently contemplateth day and night seemeth so conscious of his own powers that even kings and princes can in no manner lessen his dignity that which thou proposeth don fernando our honoured master might scarcely attempt and hope to escape without some rebuke of manner if not of tongue by all the blessed saints fray pedro thou givest an extraordinary account of this man and only increasest the desire to know him wilt thou charge thyself with the introduction most willingly for i wish to inquire what hath brought him back to court whence i had understood he lately went with the intent to go elsewhere with his projects end of section one o five